Hey folks, welcome to the Inside Line F1 podcast. It's a non-race weekend and it's again Gulnan and I sitting back down on a Sunday afternoon in a way and thinking about the world of Formula 1 and an interesting thought has popped up in our minds today. What on earth is going on with Fernando Alonso? Well, of course he might be doing a lot of things back at home but we're specifically thinking about the FIA. He's had a lot of skirmishes but let's talk about that in depth on this episode of the Inside Line F1 podcast. Hey there folks, welcome back in. My name is Somal Arora, host of The Driving Force on Disney Plus Hotstar, joined by Kunal Shah, the former marketing head of the Force India F1 team and now the motorsport consultant of the Viasport network back in Norway. And Kunal, what on earth is going on with Fernando Alonso? He is just out on a mission of sorts this year. He is out on a mission, but before we go on with what on earth is going on with Fernando Alonso, mm-hmm. it's my pleasure to share with all our listeners that Somil is also, you know, involved in commentating for the ongoing T20 World Cup of cricket. So yep. for everyone who, you know, is listening to this in nations that play cricket, you know Somil is a well-established voice there already. And for countries that you're listening in from where you don't know the world of cricket, just google the word sachin tendulkar probably mm-hmm. that's going to help and hopefully you won't tell people that you don't know who tendulkar is otherwise you'll have a maria sharapova moment but <laughs> yes i had to say that somil but yes what on earth is fernando alonso up to that's that's what somil and i were talking and we said hey why don't we just put it out as a podcast episode because a lot mm-hmm. of you guys must be wondering what on earth is fernando alonso up to and in my mind somil fernando alonso is doing to the fia what we all as viewers as fans as experts as uh, you know people who've been watching the sport for several years you know have been wanting to do we want the fia to be more consistent in applying the rules especially when it comes to wheel to wheel battles right and it's this inconsistency that fernando alonso is literally up against the difference is that he's doing this while he's inside the cockpit while mm. we're doing it with you know keyboards and on twitter and with the microphone and video and stuff and fernando alonso is literally going out there and demonstrating how the application of these rules can be very silly a lot of times it's amazing at the start of the year fernando alonso was very critical of the fia of course he still maintains that position but in a way he's gone to the dark side a little bit like if you can't beat them you better join them and stuff like that and of course it started back in steria when many drivers were cutting turn number 1 and alonso was furious to say the least and he was very of course irritated by the way fia handled it so he said right i'm just going to join them i'm just going to go out there and prove that of course the fia are being inconsistent i suppose kunal in a way when we ask the question why A thought that has to pop up in the mind has to be that he's proven that Fernando is faster than you. He just wants to prove that Fernando is smarter than you now as well. <laughs> Fernando is fast, uh, smarter than you. Oh my God! Imagine <laughs> Michael Massey's radio being said that, and it'll be from the Alpine pit wall who do this. That would be epic, and I don't think Formula One would ever broadcast that. But you're you're right, Samuel, because Fernando has. been holding this grudge since the races in Austria there was a double race in Austria the Austrian Grand Prix and the Styrian Grand Prix and then he did what he did in Russia and then he did what he did in America and and the likes right and i think what he's trying to highlight is fairly simple that 
you know, Formula One is otherwise a championship where the rules are written down to the T and they're implemented to the T, you know, which nut and which bolt and what mm. size and how many of them and so on. But strangely, the one thing that makes the sport so great and so entertaining, which is wheel-to-wheel battles, the rules around that are not as well documented or if they are documented as well, they are not as well implemented. And that's literally what Fernando Alonso is trying to be out and, you know, sort of prove time and time again. And I also feel, Samuel, that one of the reasons Fernando is doing this is because he has no competition in 2021, right? (laughs) He came back after a couple of years and... You know, Esteban Ocon has been good. He won a race and so on. But at no point have we felt that, oh, my God, this is not the Fernando of the of the old that we mm. remember. You know, Esteban has an edge on him. I think they are evenly matched or maybe Fernando's, a, you know, a little bit quicker, at least when it comes to his overall race craft, you know, as we call it. So Fernando's like, I don't have competition. Max and Lewis are doing what they're doing up front. I don't care about the maximum overtakes award. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go battle with the FIA and <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, you guys all know, uh, you know, the skirmishes, the, the, the battles that Fernando has had in formula one, he's fought with Mercedes as we know, of course, with McLaren the first time over. Then there was, uh, you know, the match fixing scenario with Renault that we had, which of course he wasn't yeah. involved in. Then we all know what happened at Ferrari. So after five, and then of course, Honda, how can, how can we forget <laughs> that? You know? So after all of this, he's like, who else is left for me to fight with? FIA, <laughs> let me go after them. And that's probably what's what's happened as well. Oh my God, that is such a good thought. It's like a pro wrestler, basically, where they just go out in the middle of a show and say, right, I've got nobody to fight, so I'm going to pick you and I'm going to fight you. I just love Fernando Alonso. He just has to be entertaining all the time. That That's brilliant. But Kunal, in a way, I'm a bit confused. Why has this track limit debate popped up only now. Fernando has been, of course, in the sport for years. He's had many uh, wheel-to-wheel battles of sorts. And of course, these rules would have been tested previously. But just why now? And and of course, are they really that inconsistent? Austin comes to mind, of course, when we saw the incidents with both the Alfa Romeo drivers. I suppose it's, it's a bit absurd, but Fernando has been getting the upper hand at times. Say, Sochi, for instance, what he did there. Well, I, I just think it's the, the whole discussion around should there be a gravel trap should there be those you know car braking sausage curbs that would deter drivers from going off track and and so on and and the likes right and that's probably what fernando is also trying to highlight that yes there are the rules yes implementation is different but the way the drivers are being sort of forced off track and they still have you know um, you know an tarmac area to go and accelerate and sort of gain an advantage from is there right so I think that's probably where it is. But Samil, I have a very interesting hmm. philosophy uh, from the world of sailing. And for all, all of all of y'all who probably never know this, I've been a competitive sailor myself for several years. I still am a hobby sailor. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, there is this rule in the world of sailing called water. And for all you sailors out there who are <laughs> listening in, you guys already know the rule. But for those who are new to the sport of sailing and the reference that I'm trying to make is that you know, in sailing, you have something called as a boy, uh, you know, a boy that floats on water, as we all know, mm. and you have to sort of round the boy. That's the sailing equivalent of taking a corner, if if I may put it as that, right? And what happens when there are two boats that are trying to round the corner at the same time? 
the rule water, it's literally called water or water at the mark as you know, mm-hmm. the full form goes, allows the boat on the inside, right, to have space given by the boat on the outside. So imagine this, you know, you're at the boat in the center, there's mm-hmm. a boat on your right, and then there's a boy on the left. Now in the world of sailing, if you touch that boy on the left, you have to serve a penalty, right? And that penalty is in race. It's it's not like it goes to the stewards and then they will decide. It's a it's it's a it's a flat penalty. You need to do a three sixty or a seven twenty, depending on what uh, you know the the rule of of that particular race is, right? So the rule water decides how much alongside is your boat on the inside to the boat on the outside, and if you are you know at a, at a particular angle, say a ninety degree angle or halfway through, then you have the right to that corner. Of course, it's a world of sailing. It's a lot more mm. fluid. I don't know how it's going to be implemented in the world of motorsport, but there you go, Samuel. That's one thing that I see that may just happen at some point in motorsport. But I'm no expert here. Just sharing what I've seen two sports with sailors deal with. You know, deal deal with such problems. I'm no expert as a man who's done racing before, who's of course handled a very important department of a very important Formula 1 team and now works as a Formula 1 consultant. And of course, finally, good to see Kunal. You actually spoke about yourself as well on the podcast this time out. So that's a plus. But I'm I'm slightly intrigued by this, if we may take a little bit of time to discuss that. What if it's a corner followed by another corner? Because of course, that's what often happens in the world of Formula 1. And that must complicate that a little bit. No, it's an interesting thought because of course, the person on the inside is the one who can give a little bit more space in this case, of course. Yeah, so of course, in the world of sailing, corners are really separated by each other by miles sometimes. Hmm. So it's never a corner leading into a corner. So, uh, uh, you know, it's it's not a like-to-like situation. Hmm. And uh, But Samuel, in this whole case of what happens next, I think the FIA will probably uh, take heed is what I'm guessing because hmm. what happened in Austin made the whole sport look a little bit silly sometimes because there were times when Fernando did the wrong and then there were times when he was or you know he was done wrong too and the whole conversation that sort of happened right and uh, I get this feeling that you know FI is constantly trying to tighten things up as they should because they are the governing body they are the police of of uh of the sport as we call it and uh, I get this feeling Fernando is not going to back down till he sort of gets some bit of uh, justice in his head for everything that's been going on on track, Samuel. It's interesting. Now that you've mentioned this amazing approach from the world of sailing, which has actually got me genuinely very curious, I wonder if Fernando Alonso listens to us. Because if he does, Kunal, he might just be going out to his nearest sailing, uh, you can't call it a circuit, right? So uh, a sailing club, perhaps, where you can go and give it a shot and maybe just demonstrate that to the FIA in the next race. Ah. But it's entertaining. All things considered, Fernando Alonso brings value to Formula 1 in more than one way. And I suppose we love him for it, but it's getting a bit out of hand now, isn't it? I don't know. I mean, Alpine needs to be the one thinking if it's getting out of hand because you know, he lost a lot of time to Kimi Raikkonen of all the of all of all the drivers at at Austin by doing this whole you know, hey, what's the FIA up to, uh, you know, shenanigans, as as we'd call it. So Alpine has to, at some point, decide it, that's enough is enough. That's the rules we got to play with. And Fernando, just go and score maximum points as you can. But I wonder if there's anyone who has a towering presence in Alpine who 
can go and say that to Fernando Alonso. <laughs> nobody, absolutely nobody. But we all love Fernando Alonso. Ah, this new vigilante role of Fernando is tremendous. But let's see what happens in the next few odd races. That ends the season, of course. And folks, by the way, speaking of the next few races, subscribe to the Inside Line F1 podcast. We'll be having a ton of coverage, pre-race, post-race, throughout the weekend. All of this right here for you. So thank you for listening. Thank you for joining in on this one, Kunal. And we shall see you for the Mexican GP preview on the Inside Line F1 podcast rather soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.